Hey everyone, it's PJ from Games Overboard, Wallhouse Exorcism, Danger Dice, all of them. All the above. <laughs> so anyways, uh, Shana's here too. What up, party people? And uh, this is um, just a little intro we are making for our early episodes here. For the Wallhouse Exorcism. As you notice, we sound pretty darn good right now, but when the episode proper starts, not so much. Baby, I always sound good. Actually, yeah, you came in nice the whole time. It was kind of everyone else. But we, you know, it, it was our first batch of episodes. We were still learning how the technology worked. We got and, new technology since then. And we started recording in a different place as well. So we just ask that you bear with us. We thank everyone who has been recommending us and uh, sharing us and sticking with us. Like, those first episodes are Rough, they're as, rough, as yeah. you're going to hear in a couple seconds here. They're rough, but um, we're hoping to remaster them this summer or or re-record them. Yeah. Uh, so until then, please enjoy and uh, just know that the quality does get better. Yes, quality gets so much better. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we can't thank you enough for all the support. And please email us with any uh, recommendations you have and uh, spread the word. About yes, the podcast. spread the word about my podcast. Mama needs to retire. Yes, this is Shanna's podcast. That is true. <laughs> so we need to make that very clear. This right. is her baby. This is my baby. So without further ado, everyone, the Wellhouse Exorcism. Enjoy all the shows. Hello and welcome to our second episode of the Wellhouse Exorcism. Uh, Laura and Ray are back. Hello. Hello. And uh, we are going to be telling the story of our house, dun, dun, dun. Um, which is um, what we are calling the Wellhouse, and yes. we'll explain why in just a second here. Um, I want to just put out here that um, I am married into this family, and I didn't know that there was a well in the house. Or anything. So a lot of this was surprising for me, and it kind of unfolded as the story goes for me. So imagine, viewers, that you are me. Just coming in blind to the yeah, situation. Yeah, like, sure, mm. totally move in. Oh my gosh, what's happening? <laughs> yep. Such a normal house from it's the outside. Fine. I married into the family, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you sure? Thanks for I'm pretty sure. Yes. Yes. You would outside. never know by the photos, but. <laughs> I did. Oh my gosh. Of course, they won't understand that joke unless you say that you are. We'll half pictures up. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to put some photos up. But yep. Yes. Yes. Well, right. Like, you're half Japanese, half Filipino, right? Yes, I am. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Always tan. Must be nice. Moving on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm always Casper White. I fit my house. Oh, I could climb out of the well and be the ring. Like, that could be me. Ooh, you have long hair, too. I do. I'd rather you didn't. <laughs> me, too. <laughs> that well's never getting opened again. First off, oh. yeah. <laughs> yes, rock climbing is hard. <laughs> the exorcist told us to leave that there, to leave the lid on. So we're going to do that. All right. All right. I did not receive that instruction, so. Well, you shouldn't touch it, all right? So like no fishing. Things. No fishing in the well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he had so many ideas for Halloween. So anyway, PJ is going to take off the stories because, as I understand it, you guys never had any issues in this house, right? We were oblivious, apparently. We probably should say that the house that PJ and I live in has been in the Hayden family for... At least 30 years. 33 years. Yeah. And we bought this from my in-laws, so your parents... And I feel like at the time, there were so many people living in this house that if things were happening, it would have been like, all right, Je- yeah, who, who would move the stuff this time? You know, I mean, if we want to talk about a horror show, let's just talk about, okay, so it was mom and dad, me and Ray, Jen and her husband, PJ. We're talking seven people, one bathroom. And then a baby. And, and then a baby. baby. Yeah, and then a baby. Right. Yeah, that's a lot of people with one bathroom. Yes, one bathroom and four bedrooms upstairs. Yeah. We Thankfully, were in the there was an attic. Yes. Which is also part of the story. <laughs> yes. I remember actually the day that we moved into the house and it was all empty and it was hardwood floors. We were sliding around. We were so excited. And it was um, January. It was New Year's, so right after. 
And um, so we went, you know, we're going through the house, picking out rooms. We go up to the attic and... PJ, you're probably too young to remember. I was two. Okay. Yeah. And the attic stayed more or less the same. But is, is it cool for me to describe the attic as Go it was? Go for it. As I'd a like kid? to hear all about it because I wasn't there. <laughs> I Neither was Ray. The attic. No, because <laughs> so, we yeah. married in. We married in. It's very important we point that out. <laughs> so the attic... Um, it's sort of like a kid's dream. You go up these creaky wooden steps, and there's a landing with like a an old window at the landing. And that opens, up. and you can that fall opens. Out you can totally fall out. Could yes. have gone right out that window. I mean, it's just something That's about that. That's a kid's that. dream. Continue, Laura. It was. I just. It felt exciting. <laughs> was there is something dream. really cool about it. It is. Yeah, very whimsical. It I have to is. admit, it's very beautiful. And so you go up, you make the turn, and you go up the next few steps, and then you're in this very large attic it's two full-sized rooms like they're i don't know how big each room is but it probably was for the servants by way 18. back in the, this house yeah. is from 1800 so yeah. the servants live there absolutely yeah. so you're talking two 15 by 18 rooms mm-hmm. plus it's the uh, eve storage yes there's mm-hmm. eve the very large eve storage if you've ever been in there it's you could you could fit bodies in there. <laughs> There's one I still haven't fully been into because it's unfinished. And, like, I've never oh, gone all the way back It look, looks like it. they were, like, redoing it before your parents bought it. But there's, like, you know, slats of wood missing. Yeah. So if you don't step correctly, you You're know. Right through. Yep. Yeah, that's a little scary. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so the, the parts of it, the, the outer edges are a little slanted. But we go up into this attic. And mom and dad at the time, you know, it was right after Christmas, they had put up my great-grandmother's 70s Christmas tree which was like that silver tinsel kind of look it was awesome and they just had like a few little gifts for us just to you know it was a new house it was right after Christmas um and the room itself was so cool the walls had this blood red wallpaper that sounds lovely (laughs) with 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 like a fleur-de-lis pattern on it very very charming and then the ceiling was totally black the trim was painted black and then on one of the rooms, there was this sort of a night sky kind of a look. So it went from the black fading into a navy blue. And it had like, um, like kind of like clouds, like psychedelic almost colors. And like three-dimensional stars and shapes on yes, it too. Yes, yes. Including a pentagram. And, and yeah, the there was a pentagram, <laughs> which I wasn't told about before buying the house. And that was on a different factor. wall. That was on a different I wall. I don't remember Yes. Now, mom and dad painted over that. I was told that, remember? Yes. In front of one of our very recent priests, and he said he saw my jaw drop and me go pale. <laughs> yes. There was a, what in my house? I don't actually remember the pentagram. I just remember the stars. Well, you couldn't but, because it was painted I mean, over. Yeah. Mom, and, and, very serious, was like, no, we painted over that because it didn't seem appropriate. Well, she wasn't I wrong. I mean, to her credit, <laughs> it wasn't appropriate. No. <laughs> it doesn't go with the Christmas theme. Yeah, I, yeah. So, um, so that t- to me was the it's attic, not. and it was uh, just the whole uh, the whole experience was very exciting. It was a very very fun experience, and I was eight, so you must have been three or so, I think. Yeah, maybe I was gonna seven. Be three when you was moved into the yeah. house, we're still yeah, I think I was about, actually yeah. seven when we first moved in, and I turned. No, you've been two. Have been two we moved in '89, yeah. so yeah. if it was so, yeah, early '89, I would have been two. Yep, you were probably two then, and I was probably seven because I remember turning eight. Okay, in second grade, based on mm-hmm. the timeline, that makes sense. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yes, it's important to know that there was a pentagram in this yeah, house too. Yeah. So, so what wall was on? I was never it was quite on sure the on ceiling. That. I thought Mom said it was on the ceiling. But you painted, you saw it too. Right? It was oh, so what? What I painted and we saw come through. I wasn't sure if that was the stars you guys were talking about, but that was on the ceiling over in the um, the play area, not the sleeping area. Yeah. Well, so this- I probably should say for the listeners when we started fixing up the attic, we painted the ceilings white because you know it's much more classy than black and creepy. So <laughs> we were putting up kills, you know, the primer ceiling stuff, and as I'm painting it there are like stars coming through which shouldn't have because that wasn't like your parents had painted over it right. so what we were painting it was over black. Yeah, yeah whatever they painted over like it wasn't there but as i'm painting this orange design of like a star starts bleeding through and i'm like what the heck is that like that wasn't there so i thought that was very interesting because it was covered that shouldn't mm-hmm. have happened it was over where the futon is so uh let's start way back at the beginning then um in the late 1800s and probably before that even 
legend has it, we still have to look it up at the county office. Um, but legend has it that this house was built on top of like the town watering hole. Oh, it's not legend. The exorcist did all that vetting, and that's true. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So and it um, almost has to be because there is a well. There is a well in our basement. <laughs> yeah. This, yeah. This that, was the watering hole for the entire town. Yeah. Literally Way in our basement is a well. For most of the time that we lived here, we were told that water is very important for the reason why we are experiencing everything in this house. We didn't understand why one of the priests, uh, when we get to it, he will give his reason for it. Uh, That's just some premise of, you know, like why the house is the way it is and that there is a well in the basement and there's like a big slate rock that covers it right now. it's spiritually closed off. (laughs) No. <laughs> yeah. It's been blessed and sealed by an exorcist. Oiled off, um, I guess. We'll get to that. <laughs> right. The well itself, I mean, you know. And, you and it's not to... the well, but. I well, mean, no, no. A whole but story. but uh, the, the house is on Main Street near the main intersection of town, a block away from the main little creek mm-hmm. that, you know, back when the town was being founded, this was strategically an important area. Yeah, so for the post office, mm-hmm. right, yes. where the hotel was, the yes. bank, you know, where you would train The your, mill, which mill, the town is named after. The, really, the town's kind of... the fire up. hall. Yes. But yeah. yeah, if you ever hear that going off in the podcast, you're going to know why. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, the town has in many ways sprung up around this well. So it is, I do think that it was absolutely at least one of, you know... A, one of a couple town yeah. wells. This was an yeah. important watering holes, Yes. So the house is on that area. Yes. yes. So, but I'm excited to hear your stories. It's been a while. It has been a while since we talked yeah. about it, really. Um, I do want to point out that I didn't know any of these stories until, like, <laughs> two blessings into the house. So go ahead and tell your stories, Pete. When I was little, I was just always afraid of being alone in the house. I remember, and Eli did the same thing, My uh, our son, when he was really young is like i had people like escort me around the house when i needed to go upstairs uh because i was just terrified of being upstairs alone and i would feel when i go when i went to bed at night i would feel like the bed wobble and it was very soft it was very soft shaking but uh i equated it to like when you're sitting stopped in traffic and it feels like the cars around you are moving you know like that sense of vertigo i had that i you know thought it was just vertigo you know like i thought it was in my head even as a small child i'm like this is just in my head you know i'm you know just feeling a little dizzy and i ignored it until one day our cat shadow was on the bed with me bed started to wobble and she bolted out of the room ever since then i knew that something was up didn't she like leave even leave like scratch marks on you no, she just bolted off okay. the bed and ran away. That totally Left me stranded on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> that totally Bye. makes sense, though. Yeah, Shadow, like, she's a wonderful cat, but she was in it for herself. And yeah. oh, she yeah. was out the door if there was, like, she was like, oh, I'm not dealing with this. Take <laughs> the child. Oh, yeah. Before, uh, right, be- right before we start recording this podcast, our son also, like, asked to pray to his guardian angel to not have any bad dreams. And that's something that kind of... One sprung from events that happened in the house, and he had lots of bad dreams, but it was me that told him to pray because that's something I had to do every night. Because if I didn't, every single time I didn't, I got a nightmare. Like, mm. bad nightmare. Well, was and that just... was explained later by the priest to the exorcist. He said that, you know, demons prey upon those that can't fight back. And so for you guys, you probably never experienced anything because P- you were the youngest PJ, right? Like, yeah. By far, and so the most vulnerable in our house, um, you know, really there was issues with our daughter, and then once Eli was born, he had issues. It was him, yeah. You know, um, and so it, really, he said it's the person who is the youngest or is the most vulnerable. The time, remember, he had a speech impediment. So you'd asked me like before if anything odd had ever happened in this house, and I had said no. But then I was thinking like I don't know why, but that's popped into my brain. I'm like, why did I not think of this before? There were two th- two weird things that did happen. I'm glad it's coming to you. Tell me. Okay. I assume it was Jen, our sister Jen, who, with her friend, brought home a Ouija board. Oh no. <laughs> I remember the Ouija board. Do you? I remember in my it house under. Too? I remember it under the bed for listeners. A long I just said something else very mm-hmm. important. There was a Ouija board in my yes. house. <clears throat> yes. Great. And and so... I definitely told you that. <laughs> Even I knew the Ouija board story. Shut up, Ryan. Married to this family. (laughs) 
So, but my friend and I, um, you know, under mom's supervision, you know, we're allowed to like use it. What? Which <laughs> I know. I can't believe mom what? allowed you yes. to use it. And but it, it was very much I mean, meant to are. be a one and done thing. But of course, my friend and I were very fascinated by it, so we snuck upstairs and we used it again. I'm not kidding when I say that the board went crazy. Like it was zigging and zagging all over the board, like super, super fast. And then the, oh, what's it called? The planchette. Planchette, mm-hmm. like literally flew off and flung into the wall. Which room wow. was that in? Probably the attic. So- no. Sophie's room, right? No. The nursery? The Your basement. room. <laughs> Master awesome. bedroom. Master oh, really? bedroom. Yeah, because that's where it was. It was under the bed there. The... We knew it was hidden under the bed. So that's where uh, we went. I knew it was under a bed. I didn't remember which bed. Yeah. Okay. And um, and the other weird thing that happened right around the same time is I remember I was in the kitchen getting a snack, whatever. And, you know, mom was watching TV here. And, and from where you are in the kitchen, you can see into what was then the TV room. And I was like, oh. What are you watching? It was The Exorcist. It had already started, so it was maybe a quarter in or maybe midway by the time I was joining in. So I finished this whole movie with my mom sitting on the couch, and I was absolutely terrified for months afterwards. Slept with the lights on, course, prayed. Yes. I slept on the floor because that way nothing can cop out of the bed to get you. <laughs> I was absolutely Logical. terrified. And then years later, I said to mom, I said, I can't believe you let me watch that. Like, you wouldn't let me watch, like, Beavis and Butthead. You know what I mean? Like, I cannot believe you allowed me to watch The Exorcist. And like, and that you watched it. You were watching it. It was weird. And she said, what are you talking about? And I said, The Exorcist. Like, when we watched it together, she said, Laura, she said, A, I would never watch that. And B, I would never let you watch it, especially as a young kid. Which was true. She never let us watch horror movies, anything like no, that. She, she saw was... it in the theater, and no. she said she'll never watch it again. We weren't allowed to watch SpongeBob SquarePants. I'm not kidding, <laughs> because she thought and that he Simpsons. was rude. We couldn't watch The Simpsons. No. Like, when I say that she would never have let me watch The Exorcist, that is not an exaggeration. So she has wow. zero memory of that happening. Mm, interesting. So anyway, that That's is wild. that fits nicely into the exorcism of the well house. It's, All right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just I'm glad it came in my to brain. You. Yeah. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And this atmosphere of sharing ghost stories that came back. Yeah. I can add those to my classroom too, which is nice. <laughs> All right. So you have some stories though. So you had yes. the shaking bed. Obviously, it was attacking you. Mm-hmm. But what else happened? It, it was just, you know. That kind of stuff, like minor things, nothing, you know, of consequence really until I got older and uh, my best friend Dan was over and we were sitting in the living room watching a movie and we hear the front door open and uh, we're like, who's who's that? And so we get up and look and there's no one there and we're like, okay, well, it's weird. So we walk over and we close it. And now the way our house is laid out is about 12 feet down a hallway from the front door to the right is the basement door. So if you are able to like shut the front door hard enough, you could get that basement door to like pop open from a vacuum forming. So we shut the front door and we sit down, we resume the movie and then we hear again this click and we're like, that was another door opening. And we look, and the front door is closed. And then we go into the hallway, and we see that the basement door is open. And I'm like, could have just, you know, maybe popped a little, popped open a little bit from when we shut the front door, maybe. So we close the basement door, step back down, turn the movie back on. And then five minutes later or so, we hear another click. We get back up, and the front door is open again. And we're like, oh my gosh, this is like, and we weren't even like scared, we were just annoyed by all this and so we uh go to the front door shut the front door and immediately the basement door just swings open and i'm like all right you're gonna shut the basement door i'm gonna shut the front door we're gonna lock them we're gonna sit back down we're going to ignore this and so shoom, click click we sit back down and then not less than a minute later we hear click click whoop, both doors wide open and we're just like we give up 
we were gone. <laughs> we we went and took a walk, and we weren't even like we weren't scared. We were just annoyed by it. But the fact that you know it happened, and we both saw it and interacted with it was definitely of note. And then maybe a year or two later, we were playing video games in my bedroom, and uh, I had a Megatron Transformer, and um, he's neon green with purple stripes. He was weird looking, but he was a tank that turned into a robot, and uh, he was standing up robot form on my dresser, and we're playing a game, and out of the blue, we just hear, Megatron attack! (laughs) And he hits... Our friend Jared just <laughs> falls onto his head. I love it. <laughs> That's perfect. Oh. And in this stunned silence, Jared grabs his head, looks at the toy, and just, and just goes, ow! Fun <laughs> sidebar. Years later, we found that toy in the basement. We put in a birthday bag to give to Jared for his birthday. Love it. And with the op- card, Megatron Attack, I hope. And he opened up our 4th of July card, and he just goes, why? No! No! <laughs> Take it back! And we also had a Furby that died while it was being pet. Because the original Furbies, you could pet its back, and it would be like, ooh, feels good. Yeah. Um, and it would purr. When you say that Furbies are gross, I don't like Furbies. And then it died, like mid purr and it just kind of shut down on yeah. my friend billy that and that was like when i was in sixth grade sometime around ninth or tenth grade we're in my bedroom again which connected to the attic we hear this buzzing sound we're like what what is that and we're scouring my bedroom and we just hear this bzzz. <laughs> and we're like what is this sound uh then we realize like okay it's not in the room we open up the attic door and it's louder and we're like it's upstairs we go upstairs, and there is this Furby with its eyes half open, and it's just going. <laughs> and Sorry, I hate Furbies so much. After all those years, it just turned on and started buzzing. Brady, did you have a Furby growing up? You know what? My first experience with Furbies was in this house. Of course it was. <laughs> yeah, because Furbies are monsters. <laughs> Mine was totally pleasant i mean well i didn't have like a any issues with my yeah. furby Show i remember actually you gave me my furby oh really mm-hmm. yes huh. mm-hmm. i don't remember that I do. welcome to the family furby. Yeah, I, wonder, I wonder how that, how that came it might yeah. the attic later. Yeah. you're fine it had a very positive familial energy oh good surrounded by rose quartz it was just probably PJ's old one. And Sage. One. <laughs> and Sage. <laughs> Regifted it. It was old and Sage. Yeah. But then Laura had a horse. Ah, uh, yes. I still have that horse, actually. What yeah. kind of horse is it? It's plastic, and it's like 18 inches tall, and its legs had um, Articulation. Artic- yeah. It was articulated legs. And if you pulled back on the harness, it would make this neighing sound. And it had a button on its hip. And it had too. a button on its hip that would make like clomp, like cl- um, the clomping clop sounds, clippity clop. You have a horse was gall- it for like an eighteen-inch doll or sixteen-inch doll, whatever those are. Was it? I'd say it was more like was a horse? Barbie horse. It was too fat to be a Barbie horse. It, it like wasn't a Barbie, a Barbie horse. It was, just, oh. it was just a horse. But thing. proportionately, yeah. it would be a good Barbie it would, horse. It was maybe a bit on the large side. Yeah. Yeah, on the large side, but it could have been a Barbie horse okay. in that same. Be like a Clydesdale or something for a Barbie. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. Maybe, maybe it was it only was like twelve inches. Horse. Could... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it was a, a Zoftig horse. <laughs> Fun toy as a kid. Nice toy. Okay. Still love that toy. Oh, yeah. Still in my attic because, like, what else are you gonna do with the thing? Nobody else wants really? it. Really? <laughs> you can stay out of my house. Are the stories I've heard? Stay in your attic. So. So, anyways, um, for years. That thing would neigh and make mm-hmm. clopping noises without any batteries in it. Absolutely. Uh, that's 100% true. I've heard that many times. Yeah. The neighing or the story? Both. <clears throat> Both. <Yeah>, both. <laughs> but the neighing, the clopping, the... Yeah. That's fine. The story. Yeah. Yeah. I learned about that after our second blessing on this house as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, because it, it's not Glad just... Glad there were the, toys in the attic. It's not just that the batteries were dead. There were no batteries in it. Yeah. Now, it, I feel like it was an empty compartment. Yes. Some of those stories, like you could really like, you know, while away, you know, like, you know, electrical things can happen in Furbies and horses. But I feel like the door story is, is interesting, at least. Yeah. You know, it, it was very intriguing for me when you told me. Mostly I was horrified. 
the Megatron thing I just found kind of funny. Oh, yeah. Because it was hitting Jared. <laughs> but I feel like you could, like, even, you know, explain that away, too. Maybe you guys were jumping around and it fell, even though yeah. it talked, you know? Like, I feel like you could explain that away. Yeah, funny some coincidence. Of, some of our later stories, though, like, well, the, you the can't planchette flying that. away. You can't explain that away, in right. my opinion. I would, like to talk to an engineer or something about the horse because something just you know i realized that for an electronic to work it needs a closed loop mm-hmm. and if there's a battery missing that's a whole segment of the loop that's not there we that's still have a simple it. We circuit do testing huh that's for a simple circuit yeah but so, they're more complicated there might be like parallel circuits i have i'm just like i'm just trying yeah. to be that person exactly like know. well that's the thing is like there are many times where we could explain it the way like we just did with the horse um you know there are many times but then it got to the point where there were too many times where we couldn't explain. <laughs> we it just away. called priests. Yeah. I think that's where I take over from yeah. some of my stories that you may not have heard, Laura and Ray. So as you guys know, we suddenly acquired this house when there was a family loss of uncle with your uncle. And so we said so we'd kind of come in here and take care of the house. Um, and then maybe the parents could sell it. We ended up buying it instead for better or worse <laughs> as the years progressed. Um, but the first thing that I noticed when I moved in was the loss of my shoes. And really for my stories, mine center around things being taken. So whatever was here initially just wanted us to know it was there. And I found it freaking annoying because I never believed in ghosts. I thought it was cutesy. I would watch Exorcist and laugh. Like that was the person that I was, you know, that, that me going into this house didn't really believe. Um, I mean, I believed in demons, obviously, but like I believed ghosts would go to heaven or hell and that was it, you know, as part of my religion. Although I just have to break in because this is after living at our house. Yes. Well, I started becoming, sorry, when I started dating the Hayden, oh, let's okay. put it that way, <laughs> okay. I became open to the possibility. That's right. Let's, you're right. So I'll backtrack a little bit there. You people. I'll tell you what. <laughs> well. When you marry in race, what happens? You get creepy Furbies. Although yours was all fancy, but I guess. Well, he was just oblivious, mm-hmm. maybe. We don't know. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so we move in, and it was my first year of teaching. And if anyone's out there who's a teacher, like, you know, you're stressed out as it is. So you may lose things because you're so tired when you get home. Um, so one morning, I was getting ready for work, and I noticed that my favorite pair of shoes to wear was missing. Now, I should point out that I'm pretty short, and I was teaching middle schoolers, and the water at my old school grew some tall boys. So I needed some heels to be taller than my eighth grade students. And so I had wedges because they were comfortable and I wouldn't like, you know, clicky clack all over the classroom. So I had them in black and I had them in brown. I was very intelligent. I bought one of each, you know. Um, so I'm looking for my black shoes and I kept my stuff where it was supposed to be because I'm an unorganized person. I need to know where it is. Just missing. So fine. I switch out the pants, put on khakis, use the brown shoes. Next day, black shoes still missing. I still can't find them. I'm getting kind of cranky. By Wednesday, I realize I have no more pants that are going to match brown shoes. So I got to find these black ones tonight. And so I'm looking around all over the house and I can't find them. So finally I said, you know what? I have to get ready for my next unit, The Giver, which is a novel that you teach commonly in middle school. And I had an entire unit I had made in college. So I had it in a box of stuff we had brought to the house from your house. Um, and it was in what is now the nursery. Right. Or sorry, what was the nursery? So Eli's room. Which also connects to the attic for anyone. No, no, no. Sorry. Um, oh, the, so the original side. nursery. So I should say the oh, original nursery. Oh, the original. Okay. Yeah. That was my bedroom. Yes, your bed. And so when you walk into that room, there's the door and it's pretty much in the one corner of this rectangle. It's a very small room. And when you walk into your right, there's the wall there, you know, like right, right away. And so I walk in with the door open and I immediately turn to my right to go through the box that I have put in there of my stuff. Cause this really was our storage room at the time. And something just kind of caught my eye. And so I kind of look over to that corner that faces the door and there are my black shoes and they are at a 45 degree angle up against in that corner, like literally in that 90 degree corner. And they're facing out towards the door like someone is standing there in the corner staring at the door. And I definitely did not put those shoes there. So I was like, "Mm, I need those. So I took them (laughs) because initially I thought that PJ was playing a prank on me because he thinks he's funny. Um, Later found out that no, it was on him. And he was very happy that I found them. And I was like, okay, that was so obvious. You were happy. This could not have been you hiding them. So that was my origination of things being taken and then given back, you know. So then not too long later, my watch also went missing. 
my mom for my graduation bought me a watch that, you know, really probably isn't that expensive, but the thought was beautiful. It, you know, was just silver and the back of it was that kind of pearl. So it was a very pretty watch. And I used it a lot my first year because we're supposed to time our students and do bell ringers and blah, 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 you know, all that APL stuff. So I go to put it on and I, back in the day, my, by my bed, my dresser would be my jewelry box that PJ got me for one of our Christmases. Remember my phone holder that was a chair? We we still have that actually. Yeah, the we kids tried use selling it at a yard sale. <clears throat> Sophie used it for garage. Barbies. Yeah. yeah. So I had a it's a little chair. So it's like a stress reliever chair, but it's also for your phone. You can charge it. So my phone would sit in the chair and I would charge it. Then it'd be my watch and my glasses because I used all of those, obviously. So I go to bed, it was all good to go. Out I go. So next morning, put the glasses on, grab the phone, and then watch isn't there. And I think, okay, it's my first year. Maybe I'd left it in the bathroom getting a shower. It's not there. Come back in. I start scrounging around in the jewelry box. And PJ at the time was still a student teaching. He's like, what are you doing? Because he's still sleeping. Must be nice. And I said, my watch is missing. And he knew how important it was to me. So he helped try and find it. Like, we couldn't find it anywhere. And so finally, I was in the bathroom. I was like, I just really want the watch back. Like, it's so important to me. I just need that watch back. We go back in the bedroom, and it's laying where it's supposed to. And I'm like, listen, we just look there. Like, definitely did not miss that. So that's when I realized that something was going on. But I'm like, okay, if it's just taking my shoes and my watch, it returned them, whatever. I'm not going to talk to it because in all the movies I've watched when I didn't believe in ghosts, talking to it and identifying with it makes it worse. So I wanted to ignore it. But then after that, something happened that was so severe that we couldn't ignore it. And that actually happened when I was sleeping. Okay, so um, we were part of a community acting group. You remember those years, yes. <laughs> so that's not important immediately, but that will come up later in my little bit here. It was um, important to me. It was. The year that you were a gingerbread man mm-hmm. rocked my year. socks off. Oh, was that the year? No, I'm just saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> I remember him wearing a gingerbread yeah. costume. <laughs> it was just a really good gingerbread man. It's the makeup was exquisite. <laughs> <laughs> neither here nor there <laughs> uh so <laughs> and on that note thank you Ray. <laughs> so shana had gone to bed for the night and uh the way our room was set up at the time was um our bed was shoved into a corner and my side of the bed was up against the wall and so since she was asleep she was on the edge of the bed away from the wall and uh, and I was sitting on the edge of the bed playing a video game. And when, when I decided to go to sleep, I turn off the game and everything, and I go to turn off the lights for the room. And just as my hand is, like, going for the light switch, uh, I see this black, not almost like fog, but it was solid. Like, it wasn't murky, you know, it wasn't translucent, it was completely opaque. So you couldn't um, see it at all? Right. Wow, okay. It, yeah, it was, and... Uh, and I'm like, ah, oh, crap, but you know, my hand was still moving, and so light goes off. And as soon as the light went off, she starts talking in a different language. And very quickly, I flip my hand back up, and she stops. As soon as the lights come on, she stops talking, and she's just sleeping like Ta-da. nothing happened. Uh, you know, the room is normal, everything's fine. Uh, I'm freaking out. Because his future wife is speaking a different language. Yep. It's amazing. I don't want to brag, but I can do it in my sleep, literally. I mean, apparently. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. fine. <laughs> Since she had work in the morning, <laughs> I'm Smart like... Smart drives me nuts. Well, I mean, okay, so... I, know. I knew that if I were to just wake her from a dead sleep and be like, hey, there's this thing over you, and then you start talking a different language, like, she wouldn't sleep for the rest of the night. So I let go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know what? That though, was as somebody else you. who has... <laughs> also lived in a haunted house like i get it like you just there are certain things you're just like it'll wait till morning uh-huh. yeah you know like like what the point like this like why wait well i'm just sure. like i mean do you have i would can i speak mm. as the the party here probably really would i would have to preferred know. being told me too <laughs> maybe it's just a married into the family sort of thing <laughs> Oh, I was, you know what? If I'm speaking in tongues, let's get out of here. Was it Latin? Because I don't speak a lick of Latin. So. So I tell her in the morning about what happened. And, uh, and she Not was. Not the morning. That afternoon. Are you sure? Yes. 
You really let this ride. Yeah. I, I mean, an entire work day having a good day. All right. Well, I my again, reasoning. Oh, trust I'm, me, I remember what's this. The point? You, you, you get up. You're in a rush. You have to go to work. Like no, that's no, not the like you can uh, talk about. I mean, I guess I know where you're. If coming. I didn't tell it's her, already I, happened. I can pretty much guarantee that my reasoning was I don't want her to be thinking about. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. You have to tell me. I don't want you to be upset, but so um, so afterwards, then when we got home is when I said like, hey, this happened. And she's like, all right, well, what what did I say? And I'm like, I don't know. It was a different language. Mumble, <laughs> like, mumble, mumble. It sounded sound like Mary Squeet. That's why I heard Mary Squeet. And um, we talked about, like, back and forth a little bit of what it could be. And she's like, is it je me suis? I'm like, yeah, that could be it. And, or je suis moi. Yeah. And, uh, and, but at the time, like, your French yeah. would have just said je me suis because that's mm-hmm. what you knew to say. Yeah. Um, which translates roughly to I am me. Um, anyone who speaks French, people on Reddit who have read this story um, would know that they informed me often like that's not accurate French or anything. Well, but Listen, yeah, I'm American and I was practicing. Yeah, so. at, yeah from high school French, that's the best she got. So uh, apparently you were very philosophical. <laughs> you dream, therefore you are. Yes. Je pense dont je suis. So I can say that now. I think therefore I am. So, uh, yeah, we're like, okay, so there's this like black form over you and you're saying I am me. Like, that's not creepy at all. No. No, you can't have me. I'm me. <laughs> so uh, we... Then go. Wait, wait, pause. I said no to the possession. Oh. All right. Who are you? It's good. You're welcome. But in what language? <laughs> um, broken French. Okay. <laughs> Bonjour. We think. Où est la discothèque? I didn't say that, so we're okay. <laughs> Je veux la fenêtre. All the Bluey fans will get that. Yes. So we go to... Uh, play practice. Play practice at the auditorium. And... Uh, our friend Rhonda is there and we're making small talk and she is very distracted, not making eye contact at all. It felt very rude. Yeah. And then it got to the point where she just like, as we were telling her something, she holds up her finger and says, can you please stop? And we're like, sorry. Yeah. And we're like, what? She goes, there is a black thing in the room right now and I can't lock on to it. Every time I look at it, it jumps somewhere and else. And it's behind you guys. Yeah. And we're like, oh, let us tell you about this black thing that we saw last night. <laughs> Not we. You. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it, you know, the fact that it followed us out of the house yeah. was a big red flag. And it had us very concerned. Yeah. Led us to making some phone calls. So, yeah, I, we called. Well, because, you know, we're all the same religion. But I called your father and t- I say, like, what do we do? I call, talk to mom. And they said, we got to call the priest. So your dad took care of all that. And father came and gave the house a blessing. He said, this should be okay. This should work. And he did a blessing throughout the entire house. And is that when he mentioned the well? Yes. So no, it was the first First time. time. Father, um, you know, he asked like, Mm -hmm. You know, if there's anything special about the house or anything, we said, like, well, there is a well Apart in the from basement. Living here. And to be clear, this is the parish priest, not yes. the yes. future yeah. system. Right. Alluded yes. To. yes. Uh, well, many, a, many just parish the priest. priests yes. have been yeah. <laughs> this house. And uh, he's like, he's like, I always heard that, like, water is a gateway, like a portal, so to speak, for spirits to travel in and out. Um, so if you have like different experiences a lot, it could be because there are different things that just come in, do something and leave, and then something else comes in and does something and leaves. And you compare it to like a hotel, right? Yeah. Yeah, like so you have always have guests coming in. Hotel Waterfornia. Wow, what a better name for this, but no. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Name change. Name change, hotel. It seems too happy. <laughs> <laughs> we could have Ray Play the Piano and play Hotel oh, California. Yes. Think of those ivories over there, Ray. Gosh. <laughs> the pressure. I was expecting this to be like a gig, aside from the <laughs> <laughs> I have to prepare something? I know, oh, what? I guess. What? I could just show you, like, oh, sure, I'll play it. Oh, I don't know how to play this. It's a little, little But <laughs> Ray's an accomplished pianist, just saying. I play Watch one. Watch your mouth. <laughs> That's how you pr- We've had this conversation. <laughs> and it's flautist, not flutist. Moving on. Moving on. The priest then said, like, this 
will always be a band-aid fix because you you know thing you, you can bless the house things will be gone and then they'll just come right back so or new ones will come back yeah something will come back like you know so it will always just be a temporary fix yeah now in that time too because like, the timeline it's been de- a decade plus since we've lived here I had been having dreams and I would hear giggles in the attic of like little, like little kids tempering around, like you hear little tootsies tinkling on the floor. Um, but like just the giggling, that kind of stuff. So that's important later when we tell some of our more, um, more thorough attic stories, like PJ has some stories going up there. Um, but I want to transfer like we, that I know it is chronological after the black figure, after the, the blessing, I was more. I think we were both were more on task watching for things because we were just nervous because I think the black figure was just enough for both of us. I didn't see it, but I was a part of it, you know? And so we flash forward, we've been married, we've been to, we are now pregnant and I had this like favorite purple dress and you may not remember it, but I loved it. It was very fifties. It tied here. It kind of like a full skirt. The one I bought from LuLaRoe was just a filler because it reminded me of that first purple dress that I had. And I had 50s style shoes that matched it. It was great. It also kind of helped hide the growing belly. Well, whatever was here liked that darn dress and it would just disappear. Like I'd have it hang in the the closet because I hang up my clothes like, you know, a non-heathen and it would just disappear. And I would get so angry and I would just say, I want my dress. I want to wear it today. I'd open that, that closet door again. And there it is laying across my shoes where it wasn't before. And I'm like, mm-hmm. but I realized if I just spoke out loud, like, oh my gosh, I wish I had my watch. I wish I had my shoes. I wish I had my dress. Things would just reappear. Yeah. So I wasn't you talking. You know that that was true for us for, yeah. from our previous from, stories. That happened to us all the time. Exactly. So yeah, that, that's a thing that happens for sure. And I was like, you know, if this is just some little child ghost, whatever, having fun here, I'm not going to talk to it, but at least I'll get my stuff back. So that's kind of what I went for. So the purple dress kept disappearing. Now I do want to say that over the course of years, that dress disappeared with the house exercised that dress still has not been found. It's been gone for a very long time. It's somewhere in the well house. It's not in the well. No. <laughs> the exorcist yeah, it might, it might be. No, Whoops. the exorcist said it's not. Because um, it didn't look in it. It could have floated down. It would have floated to the top. No, we didn't. Wait. We never opened the oh. lid. But yeah, that dress. I was going to ask that. I was like, you opened the lid. I mean, we oh, we opened, opened it. it, but um, not you when didn't the exorcist like, was yeah. here. I I have a picture of it open. Yeah. I can say that. Is there water? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fresh water. Zombie apocalypse. I don't care if demons come. We have fresh water. Come here. Because that's what mom always used to say. Like, if there was ever, like, an emergency, we could open that up. We'd have fresh water. We just got to, you know, close up all the windows. (laughs) Because there's a lot of windows in this house. Um, But that dress is still gone. Like, I loved it. And I'm sad because it was a great dress. But whatever. I will lose the dress if it means that, of course, um... There is no demon in the house. So then I mentioned I was already pregnant with our first child. Um, we had stored things in the attic because, as you guys remember, when we moved into this house initially over the loss of your uncle, um, all of your parents' stuff was still here. Oh. And it, it couldn't go up to their new house because your great-grandmother could, or sorry, your grandmother wow. couldn't handle wow. seeing new things in her house because it just confused her, you know. Right. She was already so, in some level we were guardians to your parents stuff along with our own stuff we had like two rooms to ourselves so we carved a little section of the attic for ourselves and that's where we stored like all of our stuff for the nursery so as we finished painting the nursery so eli's room um i went up there to get like the the linens you know that i had up there and as you mentioned before this is a full-sized attic and i tell this to my students like you have to imagine you're walking up there this is where the servants would have stayed. And so when you go over the threshold, the front section of it is where the servants would have had like, you know, a sitting area or what we have as a sitting area, play area. And then the other side of the chimney would have been the bedroom. And it is for us too. I was in that bedroom section looking through a box of things. So looking through that from that doorway area and the chimney to the front area, I heard a very female voice talk to me and she was very confused, um, not malicious at all. I I didn't get scared, really. I was just unnerved because she said distinctly, is that my baby? 
And I'm there holding nursery stuff, and I am watermelon pregnant. So I'm like, nope. I drop it. I waddle down the stairs, and I go, I added some expletives. I'm like, PJ, you're going to the attic from now on because I am not going back up there. I'm done. You can get all of our stuff because something up there wants this baby. Ain't happening. All right. So at that point, I actually went ahead and on my way to my work, there is a little, it still exists, a very small Catholic shop. Love it. I had talked to my friends who were Catholic and they had suggested buying crucifixes for every room that didn't have one. Cause we have a prayer station. We have everything, but I went there with the thought of buying a crucifix for every room. So there I was counting my fingers, how many rooms were in this stinking house. <laughs> and so I went in there and I saw this beautiful, intricate, just beautifully carved crucifix and it was on sale. So I was like, yay. And so I said to the man, I'm like, I want like 13 of those. Like how, how many rooms are in the house? You know, like a whole bunch of these. And he said, well, it's our last one. That's why it's on sale. So you can have this one, but what else do you want? I'm like, well, I'll take the usual Catholic crucifix there where Jesus is bleeding. You know, like you, everyone, if you're Catholic, you know, the crucifix with the blood dripping, you know, yeah. the stigmata. We Catholics keep the yep. cross. Yeah, no, yeah. to the... <laughs> so I come home with a whole bunch of that and one of the, actually it's behind you, that crucifix behind you up on the seat, up on the wall. And so I put that crucifix in this room because at the time, as you mentioned, it was the living room. Your parents had the TV in here. We didn't move any furniture because we were waiting to get it to their new house. So this was our living room at the time. Uh, we flip flop later, obviously. Um, but I wanted that crucifix to be where I was the most. Cause you know, in the morning you're sitting watching TV you're in the living room. In the evening, I would come home, make dinner, come in here. We'd watch the TV. I'd grade my papers in here. And I just felt, and I told you, I feel very calm with it. I feel like I can, I could feel like, I feel like I could pray with it, which is interesting because I've never had an issue with prayer, but I felt like in other rooms, it was difficult to even say, dear God, like it couldn't come off my lips. Um, I could think it, but I couldn't say it. So I wanted it where I could be with it the most amount of time. Um, I would like it in my bedroom too, but you know, I had to have the other crucifixes. So at that point, every room has a crucifix in it. We have rosaries hanging. We have that crucifix right there. We have our prayer station, of course, it was already here, but we have really Jesified the house, I guess, to make up a word. Oh, so I have, um, a T-Rex from the lost world and it's beautiful toy. I love it. Uh, you can feed it things and, you know, get the food out of its st stomach and things like that. Um, that goes, rawr. It's yep. great. But uh, I had it, like, on a shelf. and In the attic. In the attic. And uh, one day I go up there and it's lying on the floor. I'm like, oh, whatever, you know, I pick it up and put it back. And then the next time we went up there, it was off the shelf and near the top of the steps. And it was a pretty long way to go. Like, it would have had to roll to get over there. And... The way I like to describe when I tell a story is T-Rexes don't roll. Yeah, this thing is huge and its legs don't bend at all. They're it's rigid. The tail, the, I mean, just the length of a T-Rex tail. <laughs> like you can envision it. It's yeah. the flip. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, why and how are you here? And so I pick it up and I put it back and I come downstairs and I'm like, hey, this is the second time that this thing has moved, like something's going on again. And that was after I'd heard the voice in the attic. And yeah. I was like, we should probably call for a second blessing. But again, I'd heard giggling in the attic. So I was like, well, there's obviously little children up there playing with your toys. You know, like, <laughs> that's why I'm not going up there. That's why it's your job. So we got the house blessed a second time. Same priest. Yep. He comes. And we, what we love about it is he was on our porch for a very long time. Yeah. We could see him at like you know, through the windows, walking up our porch and across the porch and then at the front door and then at the front door and still at the front door. And no knocking. So we're kind of like looking at it. Uh, and then <laughs> finally a knock. And we're like, okay. And then uh, we run over and open up the door, let him in. And he's like, sorry, uh, I, I was trying to bless the front door, but the water wasn't hitting the door. <laughs> and it was like oh, wow. right away evaporating before he even touched the door. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. He said he's like he started spraying it. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. So that was fun. Um. He, he's like it took me a couple tries, but I finally got the water on there. <laughs> uh. Oh, we laugh now. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking we were laughing over this. We were so broken at that point. We're like, ah, oh, that sounds about right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
So he comes in, he blesses the house and, you know, uses holy water all over the place. Now, again, I'm watermelon pregnant, so I'm sitting here in the living room, yep. you know, on the couch, just like like Buddha, or like maybe in Jabba the Hutt at that point, honestly. <laughs> and for, from my angle, PJ's taking him all over the house. So I trust he blessed it from attic down, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, but when he came through here, he stopped and he looked up at that, that crucifix. And he did, he did a double take Double take. It. And he says, that's new. We're going to come back to that. And then he continued. And they kept going. And afterwards, we had uh, tea and cookies. And uh, we're sitting on the couch. And he's like, okay, explain that to me. And so he points to the crucifix. And so I told him what I told you guys. Like, I went to Berger's and I bought a whole bunch of crucifixes. But I love that crucifix. I feel like I can pray when I'm with it. I feel happy in this room. I feel safe in this room. I fall asleep in this room. Now I'm pregnant. But I fall asleep here on this couch right here looking at it. And his response still gives me goosebumps. He said, that crucifix is actually very important in the Catholic faith. It's a St. Benedict crucifix. There's a medallion in the background. St. Benedict is the patron saint of exorcisms. So like, I used to like, I'm not kidding. I have goosebumps right now. Um, Legit. And I'm like, oh, he said, remember what he said? Uh, It's very interesting that this cross would call to you so strongly. Yeah. He said, that was the Holy Spirit talking to you. And that, to me, shows that um, a blessing is not going to work. It's going to be a Band-Aid. You'll need an exorcism on this house. Like, And so he called it all those years ago, and we hoped it wouldn't be true. But he was right. We, mm-hmm. we Remember, we used to joke, we're having our semi-annual house blessing. Mm-hmm. Every six months, we'd have to have the house blessed. Yep. So that, that was just a story that I found interesting. We told the exorcist priest he was floored by it. But he also wasn't really – I mean, he, was, he wasn't surprised, but he was also – he, I think it was very – telling that the Holy Spirit was talking to me and saying, buy this one. You need all of these in the house. Right. You know, we were told that blessings would not come. We already had two in less than a year. Yeah. So any questions, any comments? No, after like a blessing, just thinking out loud, yeah. did anything ever happen like immediately? I don't know. Do you know how the house felt like wood and plaster is what mm-hmm. happened? Like it felt empty. It felt like, you know how like when you clean and the spiders go and hide in their little closets and stuff and the mice run away and like your house is clean for a little bit? It felt like that. But like for me, I never trusted that it was clean. So I think I have a, I had a different feel of it because PJ lived here for so long that it's just his house. For me, I never felt safe. I, that sounds terrible because I had PJ, I had my kid, you know, and then I had more kids and more animals. <laughs> but I felt like... I had scrubbed the floors, the mice had run back in their hole, but I knew they were still on the walls. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's what I explained the, in the last episode, in your episode for your house, is like, you're alone in the house, but you never feel alone. You know, they always felt, you knew that something else was there, you could feel it. And generally, actually think about that, I rarely spent time in this house alone. Like, if I was here, I was on the phone talking to somebody, or I was sitting on the porch in that swing rocker that we had. I didn't like being in the house alone, unless I had animals surrounding me. Yeah. So I can say that, I mean, no, I mean, it, it felt cleaner. And, you know, the giggling in the attic stopped. So the blessings did work in some places. So if there were ghosts that were coming over. It's sort of like putting them behind a door. Yeah. yeah. But, but that, the door that, can be open. That and evil thing never left. But for, like the, for me, at least, it, fe- it, it felt like, at least for a little while, the house went to you know, just a, a box, you know, it, yeah. felt, it felt like we were living in just, you know, a house, um, just some wooden plaster and glass and, you know, nothing. Well, and I, I think to go with Ray's question too, um, I think the one time that I felt very unsafe after doing anything in this house, the priest was when father actually did a mass for all the dead souls. Yeah. It felt scary during that. That, Very that scary. Well, and that's yeah. kind of like what I was getting to. Like sometimes, do you know how like you'll do something? I mean, even from like a personal perspective or whatever, where, you know, something happens and, um, you know, there are one of two ways that it can go. Like, you know, it, either it's corrective or B, like whatever. It just it makes you more, in- yes, you're more incensed as, as it were. And sometimes I, couldn't help but wonder like you know after you do something to the house you know is whatever's here more incensed that would that so to speak that the more blessings we did the le- the less effective they became yeah episode two is really when we'll get into that like leading up to those events the cleanings and during is 
when we saw like the worst of it. Mm-hmm. But afterwards were, were the best parts. Mm-hmm. We never we never had any like retaliatory stuff. Mm-hmm. It was always it did calm down. It was just yeah. a roller coaster, and it got more and more deep yeah. peaks and valleys. Because yeah. like I'll watch my Facebook memories, and it's like, oh, the ghost was active again. It you know had Sophie's uh-huh. flip flop, and I'm like, oh, I forgot about that because it became so complex. I'm like, oh yeah, the flip flop. I forgot about that. We discussed the major stories, but there were so many more things happening all the time. It wasn't just my shoes, my dress, my watch. I had stuff missing all the time. But those are the major things because the dress is still missing, you know. And the watch, we we did that. We saw it together, you know. Um, but so I think you got to get used to it. It becomes white noise after a while. Yeah. Like, again, like the, the first couple minutes of paranormal activity where the scariest thing is the sound of keys falling off a counter on the floor. Like... We can't count how many times we heard that, so we're just like, yeah, it's just... Oh, there it is. Yeah. Yep. Okay. It's par for the course. Yeah, yeah you, you were used yeah. to it, too, it's with the normal. mimic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I and, never you, heard... and you explain it away. You're just like, oh, the cats must have knocked it off, or mm-hmm. whatever, you yeah. know, like, you just... PJ picked up my stuff. Yeah. 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 What's interesting is now the kids will ask me, Mommy, where is this thing? And I know, because I think it got to a point where I had to know where I put it, and so I have like a, 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 a trap in my mind of where everything is. So if you wanted me to put her hair in curlers tonight for her uh, picture day tomorrow. And she's like, where are the other two new packs you bought? I'm like, oh, they're in between the wall and the, the love seat. Why? I don't know. You, I, one of us put it there, but it's where it is. Illogical, but it's there. And she's like, how'd you know that? I'm like, because I got a big brain. But I think it got to the point where I had to know where I put it. That way, when it moved, I knew that I, you know, it had been moved by something else. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, totally. You can't explain away your wa- your um, wallet now disappearing, though. That's all you. Oh, yeah, that's totally me. <laughs> to um, this day. Where have we put my wallet? I don't know. Like, listen. need to get gotta... a tile for that one. <laughs> <laughs> we hang the keys up by the door. That's all I got for you. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, but it's like in the, the when we talked last time, you know, when Ray's uh, – wedding ring found was found inside a paper bag inside the refrigerator like that's just mm-hmm. not something that happened you can explain away keys falling off a counter you could theoretically even explain the keys falling off the counter every single night at the exact same time every single night if you had to it, oh yeah, yeah it's, it's harder it's, it's mm-hmm. illogical and it doesn't make sense but you can also always be like well you know whatever it's just keys fall. but like there's certain things that happen like you cannot watch. explain away yes. every single yes. door in your kitchen yes. open exactly <laughs> so. exactly and so there that's where more to come the next episode it's mm-hmm. funny again like me saying that and i'm not sure how you guys are but i didn't believe in ghosts so for me even well, saying, i told you i didn't believe in ghosts either until like stuff started to happen and yeah. for me more things start to happen when you would have when you were in the house mm-hmm. you know it's kind of like and then it's like well, I guess it's an opportunity," said the ghost in the house <laughs> itself, as it was haunting Ray. Hi, what can I say? You know, the host. Oh, there's the a space in this die. bed. Although, scooch over. <laughs> now, has it ever, has it ever done, or has anything in the house ever done anything like right by you? Like, for example, we had given you the example of. We moved into the house not long after. We had a long commute. There was like a pot of tea. You know, and I was like, well, that's kind of like a housewarming. It was never nice like no. that. No. You know, we have toys all over the attic, people asking for my baby, um, and then things disappearing. But, like, for me, in the next section, I talk specifically about the basement. Mm. It took me a long time. To, like, there's no surprise that that was the last room for me to decorate, and I only did it because of our adopted son. Like, I, he did all the laundry because I wouldn't go down there. So, like, I, I, I hate to, like, give that, like, you know, Oh my! Till next time, kind of feel, but like I, I was afraid for my life in that basement. So like I never got even more than our basement. You know Mm. there, but (laughs) yes, honestly, your basement. Well, I mean, we don't have a well, (laughs) so I mean, (laughs) I went to your basement uh, one, no, twice. Once when it said keep out or whatever, do not enter, whatever it says. It says keep out, yeah. Keep door closed. Yeah, sort close enough. <laughs> and there were like spiders on the ceiling. So I, and then second Zombie time I washed spiders. some laundry. After that, I was like, PJ, we're using the town water or the, the town cleaning area. Laundromat. Yeah, when it, when it existed. I never washed up at your house you again. You guys can come over anytime. Incidentally, the washer and dryer is now moved to the second floor. I know you told me. <laughs> I would totally do laundry at your house now. I like that bathroom. 
It's a good bathroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't have the tub has spider. jets now. Yes. Ooh. Yes. Yes. yes they do. Yeah. They're bougie. See, that's what happens when you have like a dog for a child. Like you can do that stuff. We still all, we still only have one bathroom in this house. <laughs> to go back to the very beginning of this. Full circle. But yeah, so Ray, um, I don't, I don't think I ever felt really safe in any room. I don't feel like it ever like did anything nice to me. Mm. It just took stuff, and it started getting more and more malicious, which we're gonna talk about and what yeah. it took and how it took it, where it took it, because there's the whole blanket story. Yep. Like there are just things that I could tell that it was then being mean mm-hmm. for no reason. So I'm gonna cut it off there. More to yeah. come. So yes, more cliffhangers. The basement scary, not just for the well, but other things. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming to thanks share Thanks for having stories. us. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Do you want to be back for the next section? Absolutely. Sure, why not we'll if you'll have yeah. us? Yeah. All right, cool. cool. Uh, thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time. For part one of The Well House Exorcism. <laughs>